Hello everyone, my name is Matt Phelan and welcome to the latest episode of Happiness and Humans. Um, my name is Matt, I'm co-founder of a business called The Happiness Index. If my sales team were here, they would make me say that we are an employee engagement and happiness platform, which I always forget to say. Um, the Happiness and Humans um, is a podcast where I bring on guests that I am really lucky to have met in, in, in real life. I was going to say the real world, um, but my guest today I've met virtually, uh, not in person before. Um, but we had such an uh, amazing conversation about employee voice. Um, and I invited Emily on to ha have a discussion around employee voice and a few other things that she's up to. Um, so, um, Emily, how are you doing? Yeah, really good. Thanks for having me. Really nice to be here. Thank, thanks for coming on, Emily. Um, before we get on, you, um, we were just talking about uh, someone sent me a CV, like in the real world, and how how good it was. And and um, you were just sharing a story about how you ordered a jumper. And can you just tell me what impressed you about the company? Because I think it links into some of our conversation today. Yeah, definitely. So I ordered a, a jumper, uh, like a dog walking jumper, actually, which says walkies on the front. And I it arrived in the most lovely packaging with a handwritten note from the owner that was all personalised. And I thought, gosh, doesn't that make such a difference when somebody takes time out of their day to do something personal like that for you? I, lo I love that, Emily. And um, so I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself, but we, we already know one thing, which sounds like you're a dog owner. So yeah. <laughs> please, please introduce yourself. Yeah, so uh, I'm Emily Franklin. Uh, I am a dog owner. I've got two little pups, one called Izzy, one called Archie. Um, and I, I currently work at a bank. Um, and the main purpose of my role is employee voice and policy development. Um, so quite a varied role and lots of engagement with uh, all of our employees there, which is which is amazing. Um, and I'm also in my spare time, not that any of us have spare time, but um, I also write and I have a blog and I like kind of sharing stories uh, from other people about their careers and stuff. So it's just a bit about me. So based on your intro, I'm, I'm already guessing in my head what your answer is going to be to this next question. But um, Emily, what, what makes you happy? So I tend to... I almost have like two personalities and it depends on which one you're talking to. On a quiet day, I absolutely love curling up in a corner with a notebook and a packet of pens and just getting everything out of my brain and thinking about ideas and yeah, jotting it all down and scribbling in my in my notebook. On a on a more social day, I absolutely love connecting with people. I love learning new stuff. I love spending time with my dogs and my husband. And on any given day, uh, food. Yeah. <laughs> food makes me happy. When you were saying a packet of pens, I was hoping you were going to say a packet of Maltesers. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah, that too. Um, brilliant. And um, Emily, just to, just to drill down on one of those bits, obviously you mentioned learning. And, and we'll we'll talk about some of the stuff that you share. What what is it about learning? Like, did did you say that because you want us to think that you're like you like learning? Um, <laughs> but is it there must be something? There must be more into it. Like, what? Why did you say that? Not everyone says that when they when they come on. Is it what? What is it that you like about it? So I think. Um... Oh, what do I like about learning? I like pushing myself and I'm just generally a really nosy person. So uh, part of the reason that I chat to people about their careers and their stories is because 
I just I just like finding out about them. I like knowing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite a philosophical person as well, so I love like sitting down and thinking about an idea, letting it mull over, and then I kind of I like having a moment a few days later where I go, ah, that's what that means, and that's what it means for my life, or that's how I can use it. That's helpful, um, yeah. and I like then sharing that stuff with other people as well. Do you have um? Do you have a because what the way you've described that I would say. I think about a lot of the entrepreneurs that I know that's that's quite similar um do you do you have a do you have an entrepreneurial streak to yourself do you think Emily I think so um but it's only sort of started showing up in more recent years I would say um I think longer term I'd I'd love to work for myself I'd love to start my own business and, and build a little venture but what that looks like yeah i i don't know but perhaps the moment will come to me <laughs> yeah but i think you you did you it's the in it's the, the fact that you're interested in stuff and finding out how it works i always think that's the that's the thing that unites a lot of entrepreneurs so it's obviously in there somewhere um you broadly you work you, you, your career and what you work in is the people space yeah um but why 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 are you in that space? Like, what, what what is it about that space that that makes you? They call it a duvet flip, don't they? What what what? Why do you get up in the morning to work in the people space, Emily? Good question. I haven't worked. I haven't always worked in the people space. I used to work in uh, customer operations and sort of hospitality and stuff. And I eventually, as I started becoming a manager and a bit of a leader there, I it all becomes about your team, right, and the people around you and getting the best yeah. out of them. And I realized that I had a bit of a knack for that and I really enjoyed it. And um, I loved coaching people and seeing them grow and them thrive. And I thought I could do this on a bigger scale. I really like doing this. And like, you can see the impact that you have on people's lives. So I thought this feels like a good fit for me. I'm going to go and do that. And I think seeing the positive change, both in organizations and in people, is what keeps me duvet flipping. I think yeah. getting up every day and thinking this is a really positive contribution. I love that. And and Emily, just to flip into career advice quickly, um, because we have such a range of people who listen uh, to the podcast from CEOs through to people that are just starting their career out. Sometimes people find it hard to make a move. Like you start in customer, don't you? And then you get like typecast and you go to a recruiter and recruit and you say you want to go into the people space. Mm-hmm. But recruiters go, well, all your experience is in customer. And no matter what you say, they just keep sending you more customer roles. Yep. Um, any advice on, on on how you sort of switched career there and managed to achieve that for, 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 for people that are considering the same? Definitely. So the thing that I realized was that I really love creating a good experience for people doesn't matter whether that's a customer, whether that's a colleague, whether that's an employee, whether that's a leader, if you create the right environment for somebody to thrive and have a good time and feel fulfilled, it doesn't matter who that person is, you've got that skill. So just try and showcase that however you can, I would say. Yeah, that's such, that's that's just brilliant advice, Emily. Um, You share stories, right, Emily, you've got, you've got this amazing blog, um why do, why do you do that like why what what makes you want to share stories because you could just keep it all in your head be selfish and just use it yourself can you <laughs> but, yeah but you, you put it out there what what why do you do that uh, and also get, let people know your uh, blog address for people that are interested Emily, please. yeah thank you so um it's called love what you do blog um so we've got a little website and an instagram page depending on you know whatever your preference is 
Um, but the reason I started it was because um, I, I started getting a little bit sick of the, the constant narrative around what a career should look like, what success should look like. And I went through a bit of a difficult time myself. Um, I, had a, I had a job that I loved that for various reasons I, I had to leave. Um, and I went into another business and then in comparison had a really awful time. And I, I only stayed there sort of six months. And I felt, um, I felt really down about it. All I could see around me was everyone, you know, being or looking apparently really successful. Um, and I thought people don't really talk about this. You know, like we've, we've we've become quite good, I think, at the mental health conversation and starting difficult conversations around that. We don't really talk about it in regards to our careers. And even in relatively recent times, just simple things like, I've been sat reviewing CVs with leaders and they've said things like, oh, you know, well, they've, they've had a bit of a career break. I don't really like that. Or, you know, they've taken a bit of a sidestep here. I don't, I don't really think that fits. Oh. And it's just so old fashioned. And I think it's just, I think we need to just get rid of all of these assumptions that are kind of, you know, um, rooted in the 1950s when everybody was white male, sole bread, you know, sole wage earner in the household. Um, and reframe the definitions of success a little bit and let people shape that for themselves. So that's kind of, um, it's a bit of a bit of a long answer, but I think, you know, sharing these stories, it helps people when they're going through both a bit of a difficult time, but also when they're just looking for a bit of inspiration, it's a way to build a community and all kinds of things really. But um, I got to a point where I thought, I've got some stuff to share here and, and I want to do it. It's, that is so powerful, Emily. Uh, an example this week, just as I was coming off the football field, I was chatting to one of my friends and, and they've started a new job. And, and on the face of it, it's a great brand. Why well, I say the brand? And it's a great role. So yeah. someone on the outside, oh, wow, brilliant. Nine months. He's, he's been there nine months. And and I said, and we were just chatting and I could tell that he was down a bit. And I said, how's it, how's it going? He's like, oh, just hate the new job. It's not for me. Don't like the brand. All, all these kinds of things. Mm. Are you going to leave then? And he said, "I'm definitely going to set it out, sit it out for at least another six months because it will look bad on my CV." I was like, yeah. "I just said to him, but if I was interviewing you and you told me that, I would just understand that you're a human being and that's cool." Like, mm -hmm. it's weird. I just find it weird. So the reason I say it's so powerful, the fact that you're sharing these stories helps break that that weird 1950s narrative that that would be failure. Because yeah. the difference whether he leaves on the nine month mark or the twelve month mark, but he could have a mental breakdown in that in that period. Absolutely, um, which yeah. Is, his happiness is way more important um, if he can find an alternative um, job and all this kind of stuff. So, um, thank you for sharing those stories. And anyone that's listening, please please do check them out. Um, you have employee voice in, in actually in your job title, don't you, Emily? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah, sort of. It's um, it's it's a bit of a new a new term that's out there in the people space, um, and we can talk in a little bit about kind of what um what employee voice is. But yeah, and it's a bit of a new field for me. So really exciting, really exciting venture. So. If we've got it as part of your role, um, mm -hmm. and not, the Happiness Index has a product called Employee Voice as well, which I don't want to confuse it with for any of our <laughs> customers listening. Um, this is a funny question to ask you that we both wrote down last week, but 
what is employee voice not question mark before we get into what employee voice is okay so i said to you just before this call i don't want to get on my soapbox too much but i yeah, will, get, I will get, on, get, get on your soapbox emily <laughs> so i will a bit and um so the first thing that it's not is um a forum for people to complain um i think you know leaders can feel a bit worried that by giving people a space to share their opinions it's just an excuse to have a moan and it's yeah. not that it's 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 really valuable insight um it's also not uh, a one-way kind of insight gathering process that you do once a year you know you put a survey out to people you get some results and then you stick it in a drawer afterwards so those are the things that i would say that it's not yeah and for those for those that are listening if i if i think about our we've got between about 85 90 clients right and they all use employee voice if i think about the customers that we've got that are most successful in terms of their employees it's the ones that that do exactly what you said it, it the right way around which is they are using it as a platform to listen and communicate um so it's so yeah so if so we know what it's not right and 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 i know what works as in the communication um two-way side of it from what we can see and um, from a data perspective but what so if from your perspective then what is employee voice and why is it important um i think it's important because in in organizations your people know a lot more than you do as a leader they are on the ground they're the people talking to customers they're the people dealing with all the day-to-day -day issues um and they have a lot they have a lot to say and a lot of insight to share it's really really valuable um and people want to as well is what i've noticed people really yeah. do engage and they've got a lot to say so what it what employee voice is is about really listening to that voice in a meaningful way um showing that you care about what people have got to say and responding yeah. to it in a in an authentic way um the other thing that i would say is it's about asking questions and, and gathering feedback at the right time and i think that's really important so an example of that would be um if you're launching a product for example out into out into a market and you want some feedback from your employees about um, how it works and what they yeah. think of it don't take it to them when it's 90 percent ready and everything's a done deal because that feedback then is kind of meaningless and really. asking those questions at the wrong time is more disengaging than if you never asked it in the first place so yeah. make sure that you're chatting to people and getting their insight at the key points and as early as you possibly can that reminds me of Game of Thrones. Have you ever watched Game of Thrones, Emily? I have, yeah. I have watched Game of Thrones. That's like when you basically turn up for a meeting where everything's already been decided and <laughs> and you're there actually just playing a role. And that's that's the opposite to what we want, isn't it? We want to get to people early so they can actually be involved in it, not just there to play some weird game. <laughs> Absolutely. The decision process. Yeah, 100%. Um, Emily, just to chuck a bit of data at you that, that um, as we were talking, I was thinking of, um, we've observed that, you know, you said people want to do this. People want to give their voice, which is a very human thing. We all want to be heard. We noticed in the pandemic that the amount of people wanted to feedback quadrupled. 
Um, so we, we, we call that an emotional deficit. So we say that because people suddenly were, we were all ripped apart from, from, from each other, um, so in a physical way and that we obviously moved to zoom and everything, but we observed an emotional deficit, um, where it actually increased by times four. Um, have you observed anything, um, within the bank like that? Have you, have you noticed people want to communicate more in, in the pandemic or was it different within your organization? So I'll think about both where I work now and, and, and where I worked just prior to that, because I, I actually joined uh, my current organization only a couple of months ago. So um, it's, it was quite different, quite different in both. But we have seen a really high uptake of people wanting to get involved. I think people missed that human connection. And so actually getting involved in group conversations, even if it's over a video call or um, you know, coming along to a forum where we test something out in a new way, people are much keener to do that because, like you say, they they crave that that social setting. Um, that I think the um, informal conversations that you have with colleagues, no matter how much we try and replicate that over digital means, there is always a face to face element that you know, is a deep kind of psychosocial need that we all have. So I'm really not surprised that you saw such a high uptake. Um, Emily, I've already asked you for some career advice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you for some, I can't think of the right word. Once I've asked you the question, I'll probably think of what the word is. <laughs> you, from what I understand and from what you've explained, I would say, um, because I meet a, a, a massive broad spectrum of companies, um, and I would say that you work in an enlightened company where the fact that you even have employee voice in your job title is an indicator that your company is open to listening, okay? Mm -hmm. um, on the grand scheme of things. I also meet a lot of people that, for example, they may have read your blog um, and they've, they've read something on what you do and they're like, oh no, this is, this is the way forward. But then they come to us and they say, we really wanna do this stuff. We really wanna take employee voice serious. We wanna take it to the next level. But going back to what you said, there's still a lot of organisations and CEOs out there. They will say things like, "Yeah, it's a good, it's a good idea, Emily, but we don't want to open up Pandora's box. Mm -hmm. If every one of you, it would be chaos. This isn't, um, this isn't a democracy. This is a business. I'm just, re I'm just saying stuff that I know has been said by CEOs. Um, so you get someone who's in the in the company. They want to change it. They want to bring in employee voice." but the leadership are not open to it yet. Have you got any tips on how you can encourage leadership to open up to employee voice? Yeah, I, I do. Um, I think, w like anything, if you're nervous about doing it, do it iteratively. Um, you don't have to, like you say, open, open the floodgates and invite everybody in all at once. You know, you could you could just take the time to sit and meet with a small group of people about, one you know minutiae bit of stuff that you've got on your agenda and see what people think about it it doesn't have to be an all singing all dancing you know um i'm trying to think of the right words here but feedback forum where you get overwhelmed by contributions you can do it in really small bits test and learn figure out what works right for your company but i think the other thing to say is that businesses now um we're all working in a market where it really matters to consumers how businesses treat their people, how they treat their supply chain, 
Um, are they inclusive organizations to work for? So actually, from a commercial perspective, you know, if you're looking at it from that point of view, you're going to start falling behind the times um, and you're going to start becoming quite old fashioned and quite out of date. So if you're thinking about keeping keeping your organization relevant, I would yeah. say that it's a really important thing to do. And, um, you know, with with customer products, you would always, you know, take a um, like an MVP out to market to do a little bit of testing. Yeah. Why on earth wouldn't you do that with your people as well? so so true emily the, the big the best advice especially for someone like me that i got from that is that you can take it stage by stage because i'm someone who just wants to go all in everything all at once <laughs> and actually to hear it like that is that that's good advice not just for the listeners but just for me so thanks emily um we go we're moving towards the end of the, the podcast what's um what's what's get what are you excited about in the next couple of years emily what's what's emily franklin looking forward to and thinking oh this is the stuff that what what's the duvet flip in the next two years what's what's getting you excited at the moment oh so a couple of things so in my in my role um and in this space in particular i'm really excited about um some of the technology advancements that we've got, some of the ways that we can gather insight. And I think it's a really growing field. I'm really excited about that. From a more personal point of view, um, my blog's taking off and I'm connecting with some really good people. And uh, next year, I'm doing the research part of my masters and I'll be doing, I'm, I'm actually submitting my proposal at the moment and I'm, and I'm looking to do it all about um, employee wellbeing in the workplace. Brilliant. So, you know, really excited about all of that. Well, if you need if you need anonymous data, Emily, we're happy to share. Thank some you, much appreciated. Um, Emily, you've been so inspirational, and you made me think about things differently, which is I hope our listeners are, are thinking the same. Um, how, uh, last question: how, how can people f follow your story? Yeah, of course. So, um, love what you do. Blog is where I post most of my updates, and I also post uh, the career stories that Matt mentioned earlier. So it's our in conversation with pieces. Um, you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm very happy for people to reach out, and like I say, I'm nosy, so I'm always up for a chat with somebody new. Brilliant, Emily. Thank you so much. I've learned loads. It was such enjoyable um, to, to to have this conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs>